Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, welcome to the Alamo. Um, hopefully, this Alamo is not one we all die in. Uh, but we're remembered. But we're remembered well, huh, Stu? Wouldn't yeah. that be great? <laughs> End of this podcast. Glenn and Stu died. Uh, but what a way to go out! Um, today, we're going to talk to you a little bit about the Alamo of uh, freedom, the Alamo of truth, um, and we've got a lot of people like John Solomon on. To talk about the truth, he's just been cleared by the Hill. All of those stories he wrote about Hunter Biden, Russia, Ukraine, Donald Trump, all the truth that he wrote about that was discredited by people like, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Adam Schiff and the media. Uh, The Hill has finally finished their work now three years later and said, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, that was all true. There were no errors in that. Amazing. Yeah. We also have Daniel Horowitz uh, on with us. James Lindsay is on to talk about what he says is grooming. And I didn't necessarily agree with him on that word, but I completely do now what's happening in our schools. Wait until you hear his explanation. Uh, And we revealed this uh, during the uh, show, but uh, for you podcast listeners, we'll give it to you right up here at the top. You can save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV right now with that's the code insane. The Alamo. That's crazy. Mm-hmm, that's right. The Alamo. Uh, use it uh, at blazetv.com slash Glenn, and you will save 20 bucks off of that subscription. Again, the code is The Alamo. And tonight on Blaze TV, you have a new Glenn TV, which is going to be utterly fantastic. I mean, I, people are all talking about it, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. But before that, oh. a brand new stew does America don't miss it you're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program all right let me uh let me let me let me start with uh, something that has uh, come out just a few days ago uh, and it uh, revolves around John Solomon. John Solomon uh, is a an award-winning journalist. Uh, he has been in the business forever, uh, and he has been horribly smeared by tech and by the mainstream media for telling the truth. He just published a, a statement uh, because he has been under investigation at the Hill, where he was hired to be the the main guy to run their digital uh, work. And he started printing uh, stories about Ukraine and about Hunter Biden uh, and what was going on and also the laptop. So the Hill said, they we got to get rid of him. We got to we're going to we're going to have to review everything that he does and says. Well, The Hill has published an update to review all of the work that he did in Ukraine, his reporting and other articles. They did not find a conflict of interest 
Also, the Hills Newsroom Review did not identify a single factual error in any of his colleagues' uh, columns. Indeed, after months of digging into claims from liberal media and impeachment witnesses that my reporting was false, the Hill found nothing false in my reporting. Uh, They didn't interview him. But why would you do that when you're trying to get to the truth? Why would you interview the principal person involved? Seems like too much work. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. But it uh, doesn't matter. They, they have cleared all of his reporting. Now, how much damage has this done? To John, I don't think very much because he started justthenews.com. And I will tell you, it is a go-to source every day for me. You want real journalism Real reporting, justthenews.com does it. John Solomon joins us now. Hi, John. Great to be with you guys. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, listen, you know, you're only as good as your next door. You know that, Glenn, so we're always working for the next story. I know. The truth of the matter is the avalanche of facts that were held behind the dam of censorship, which, by the way, at your Reagan dinner speech at CPAC, you you really hit it on the head about the, the danger of the censorship. But you know what? The dam is breaking and the facts are overflowing and overrunning the dam now. And soon the American people are going to know the truth in spite of the news media. And that's a good thing for all of us. So just so the audience knows, because I think these are all I mean, these these are earth shattering now all confirmed. Top yeah. Ukrainian justice official says the U.S. ambassador gave him a do not prosecute list. That's huge. Been denied over and over again. The ambassador is clearly a liar on this. Uh, senior Ukrainian official says he opened a probe into U.S. election interference. Uh, as Russian collusion fades, a Ukrainian plot to help Clinton emerges. U.S. embassy pressed Ukraine to drop probe of George Soros uh, during the 2016 election. Joe Biden's 2020 Ukrainian nightmare a closed probe is revived. Ukrainians to U.S. prosecutors. Why don't you want our evidence on the Democrats? Uh, how Obama White House engaged Ukraine to give Russia collusion narrative an early bur- b- boost. Ukrainian embassy confirms DNC contractor solicited Trump dirt in 2016. God, FBI warned early and often that Manafort file might be fake, but they used it anyway. How uh, Mueller deputy Andrew Weissman's offer to an oligarch could boomerang on the DOJ. Uh, I mean, this just goes on and on. Those stories, uh, somebody has to pay a price because those people are still in this administration, many of them, and doing possibly this or worse because nobody's paid a price. Yeah, you couldn't have said it better, Glenn. That's really it. And here's the thing. All of that smoke, all of those stories and the counterattacks against me and Peter Schweitzer. Think about this. Uh, There were people in the news media calling Peter Schweitzer uh, a a conspiracy theorist. This guy is the best researcher in American history. He doesn't do any better. But you know what? All of that incoming fire was to keep us from the truth of what we really wanted to get, which was that Hunter Biden was running an influence peddling scheme, enriching his family cashing in on his father's name. And the other day I put together a story that I think is my favorite one of the last four or five years. It looks at how, as the war is beginning in Ukraine, the first war, when Russia invaded in 2014 on Obama Biden's watch, uh, as the, as they're taking over Crimea, 
Hunter Biden is sitting with his business partner saying, all right, let's get one oligarch on each side of this conflict and let's go make some money. So he goes to Yelena Batarina, a billionaire Russian oligarch, and then goes to Nikola Zolchevsky, the Burisma owner. And they're working to get both of them to pay them lots of money. And they actually write in the middle of this scheme, because that's really what it is, this is going to be life-changing for us, meaning the amount of money they're going to get, uh, as long as Ukraine doesn't fall to Russia before we get our money. They literally knew they were hedging a bet on the war to enrich the Biden machinery. And you go through all of the emails. Hunter Biden is on a first-name basis with the Russian oligarch. He's, uh, he's working for a company that his father's own administration considers corrupt. It's all okay because it was a great way for them to make money. The, the idea that Hunter Biden, the vice president's son, is profiteering off a Russian war on Ukraine, the first one, is really the ultimate thing that all of those people who are attacking us were trying to hide. They didn't want that story out there. So, now it's out there. So, John, by the way, congratulations. That is a tremendous story. Um, the, the oligarch, uh, the Russian oligarch, is that the Moscow mayor's wife? Sure was. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. The one that, remember, a few months ago, I, maybe a year ago it is, all the Democrats and their Democratic media allies were saying, there's no evidence that Hunter Biden was in contact with it. It had nothing to do with it. Now, the only evidence up to that was that Ron Johnson and Greg Chuck Grassley showed a $3.5 million payment from right. that. Um, well, we just put a new document out. It is the board minutes of one of Hunter Biden's company. It's called Burnham. According to Burnham, Hunter Biden was a vice president. Devin Archer, his convicted sidekick, uh, is the head of it. In this board minutes, in the in this, uh, spring of 20, uh, summer of 2014, they boast that Yelena Batarina didn't give them 3.5 million. She gave them $200 million. That is a document that the FBI seized, a document the FBI has put into court files Good luck trying to find any mainstream media that was willing to appear that. But Hunter Biden was calling Baterina by her first name, Yelena, meeting with her at a hotel, scheming up ideas to tap her money for real estate deals and other things, a cocoa uh, initiative in um, Latin America. And when he's talking about the cocoa initiative, he and Devin Archer joke, maybe we can get some money for Petro Poroshenko, the Ukrainian president, by the way, the Ukrainian president who fired the prosecutor at Joe Biden's request. Hunter Biden was on a first name basis. And a year ago, the Democrats were telling us there was nothing that connected them. They were lying. So, John, may I take you into possibly you have information on this, but probable speculation. What? So what is happening really in Ukraine now? I mean, this is I, I believe that, you know, Putin I don't know, misjudged or whatever, uh, and went in into Ukraine. Um, and there's nothing bogus there. But right. with all of the with all of the facts and all of the really nasty stuff really tied directly to uh, Biden and Clinton there, is, is there anything else do you think possibly going on? Is is evidence being destroyed? Is is there yeah, anything? Probably not. Listen, it's hard to erase evidence today, right? Because there's so many digital copies about digital copies and someone's hacked it somewhere along the way. Listen, I think the war, uh, the second invasion of Ukraine uh, on Joe Biden's watch, because the first one also occurred on his watch when he was VP in charge right. of the region. 
uh, is a reflection that uh, of three things. One, that uh, Vladimir Putin has always thought Joe Biden to be weak. So if you're going right. to do something you always wanted to do, do it on the weak guys. Watch. Correct. The second part is, and Devin Nunes said this on my television show last night, and it's really resonated in my mind all night and uh, into the morning today. He said that, listen, uh, the, the greatest crime of the Russia collusion scandal, the effort by Hillary Clinton to hang a fake story on Donald Trump, and is that it handicapped two or three years of the presidency of Donald Trump. And Donald Trump had an opportunity to realign the relations between Russia and Ukraine. He was willing to give lethal aid to Ukraine, which Obama was too chicken to do. He was willing to sanction Putin. And he probably would have been willing to get a sort of grand bargain between the two sides that would lower the tensions. But because Russia collusion took Russia off the table for the president, he and his team couldn't execute a peace through strength policy. And as a result, Joe Biden gets in. And now we're doing peace through appeasement. And we see what happens when we go peace through appeasement, the European model. Uh, the bullies, like uh, Putin, get aggressive. And we sit back and we're, we're counterpunching at best. I, I think what Devin Nunes was trying to say is the all these scandals that were faked by the media kept President Trump from maybe creating a, a lasting peace solution like he did in the Middle East with the Abraham Accords. Very interesting way to look at the last five years of history. All right. Back with John Solomon. If you can hang with me, uh, give me one minute and we'll be back with John Solomon, author of Fallout and CEO, editor in chief of JustTheNews.com. Something that you should check for news every single day. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. I am surrounded by a new family of people who have their life back because of Relief Factor. Uh, I'm one of them. I was uh, uh, in pain and got to the point to where I just I couldn't do it anymore. I, <laughs> did anybody else feel like, you know, I just, I can't get up another day? Mm -hmm. um, we have our life back because of Relief Factor. It's not a television commercial. It's, uh, it's a group of real people with real results that had real pain. Try it yourself. Relief Factor. This guy, when he started, completely bald. Look at him now. <laughs> Doesn't do anything for your hair. <laughs> but, it, but it will help you get out of pain. Give it a shot. Try the three-week quick start. Doesn't work? Move on. But we're here to tell you it works. ReliefFactor.com. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you about the Alamo. The Alamo... Uh, really wasn't Davy Crockett's fight. It, it wasn't. The guys who went there, they were from uh, Kentucky. And they came in because they knew what it was supposed to be like to be free. And they saw the fight at the Alamo and they related and, and stood for the Mexicans that were in the Alamo. And they all decided, you know what? This is where the line in the sand is. That's literally where that came from. Drawing a line in the sand. Those on that side, no hard feelings. You can leave. Those on this side, we're staying. And we all know what that means. The Alamo is the blaze. It is, we, we plan on standing. Even if we're the last man standing, we're standing. And we're going to stand for the things that we know to be true. Now, social media is 
hammering the blaze right now and the hosts that are on the blaze. And I mean hammering unlike we have been hammered. Uh, and that's fine. It's not going to change us. But we do ask. I built this platform uh, so that we could survive, but we won't survive without your support. Um, the, uh, the, the, the way to get our message out to people through social media is dying. We can still reach you know, our, our fans one way or another with other social media. But you're only getting, if you're depending on Facebook or anything else, you're getting probably maybe one out of every 10 messages and stories we send out. Maybe, maybe. Uh, and we have now been um, throttled and demonetized um, because one of our hosts disagreed with global warming and what they were proposing. Wow, I always thought that was a right to free speech, but I guess not. You can't deny that anymore. And one of our other hosts, who I absolutely love, uh, is asking questions about Hunter Biden. And this is Daniel Horowitz. Now, Daniel has done a lot of work on um, COVID and agree or disagree with Daniel. He is sincere. He I don't think he knows anybody knows this, but. He's up in the middle of the night during COVID calling people who are fans or, you know, watchers of him or readers, helping them find doctors and helping them and really listening. He cares deeply about what he says and what he does and the people who uh, read his work or watch his work. Well, he has just come out with uh, an opinion that they just don't like or not even opinion questions they just don't like and that is hunter biden's role in the ukrainian bio labs uh wait a minute we were we doing gain of function stuff over there too now we're being penalized because he's speaking out this is the freaking alamo for anybody who just wants to run fine but we're drawing a line in the sand and so let me double down Daniel Horowitz is here to ask those questions on this program as well. Hello, Daniel. Hey, Glenn. Great to be here in the trenches in the Alamo with you. Thank you. Uh, there weren't any trenches at the Alamo, but I'm going to let that slide. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Daniel, tell me what you have found and the questions that it has led you to. Well, I think to begin with, we need to ask the basic question. Two years into this pandemic, why is it that we still don't know anything about where it came from? And nor is there any effort to find out where it came from. Obviously, you and I have dug into this and other independent people have, but our government doesn't seem to be too concerned to find out about the thing that destroyed the entire world. Uh, if you remember, after 9-11, we circled in on airport security because that's at least at a surface level where uh, the the terrorist attacks emanated from, mm -hmm. and we redressed that issue, whether you agree or disagree with what we did. Here, there is no desire to even account for where in the world are we engaging in gain-of-function research, what sort of research, and why are we still doing it? Well, it turns out the next current thing after COVID, which is Ukraine, seems to tie back into that. Um, we all know about EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak, uh, seem to be articulating 
five to seven years ago, the creation of a virus that sounds awfully similar to what we now know as SARS-CoV-2, um, they had a, a partner called Metabiota, another biotech company based in San Francisco uh, that was created last decade. And they run these biolabs in Ukraine and engage in research of zoonotic viruses to see if they jump to humans and how to make them more pathogenic. Well, it happens to be Metabiota was not just funded by Rosemont, which is Hunter Biden's uh, investment firm. It turns out he was so close with them that he almost sublet his offices to them. He traded emails back and forth. This is what the uh, UK Daily Mail learned from uh, an April 4th, 2014 email. 2014 is a very important year. Your last guest just talked about that. That was the year of the color revolution backed by our government in Ukraine that they were going to work with Metabiota to assert Ukraine's cultural and economic independence from Russia. And another email showed that he would work with Borisma and Metabiota on a science project. And it's really in its, it really is. He refers to it. And so do the other members refer to it as a Ukrainian science project. What the hell is that? Well, exactly. What is a corrupt oil and gas company related to former uh, Ukrainian government officials have to do with Metabiota, an American biotech company uh, selling pandemic risk insurance, but then somehow also running labs and somehow knowing when pandemics are going to come out. Uh, last year or in 2020, Metabiota put out a statement that said there's about a 50% chance within the next few years of a pandemic much more deadly than COVID coming out. Um, that same year in 2014, so you have to remember, Metabiota was running labs in Sierra Leone during the uh, outbreak of Ebola in Africa, and they were cited in a CBS investigative report by CDC and WHO officials for running dangerous operations. People didn't want to get anywhere near there. So Metabiota CEO Nathan Wolf, who co-authored a lot of uh, papers with Bat Lady and... Mm. Peter Daszak, on that very similar research, he wrote a couple months later, 2014, a very important year, while Ebola virus won't be the next global uh, strain, there are viruses out there that could be coronavirus and influenza viruses, for example, show that some viruses truly can spread around the world in ways that will blindside and impact our entire planet. So they sure seem to know what they were doing. We know that the DTRA under the Defense, Defense Department uh, funded that $80 million worth of biological research. They've given about $18 million to Metabiota um, to stand up these biolabs. Again, put aside your feelings for Zelensky and Putin and the geopolitical conflicts surrounding Ukraine. But from an American standpoint, we just went through a pandemic that we're still going through. Aren't we a bit concerned about what exactly is being done there um, with these the zoonotic viruses? And how do we know that this is not the next Wuhan? So they would say that the $18.4 million from the U.S. Defense Threat Reduction Agency um, is money to get rid of anything that the that was bad that the Russians had in those labs early on, you know, to get rid of any of the, you know, nuclear or, or, or any gas supplies or, 
or uh, biological supplies that were there left over from the Cold War. That's what they'll tell you. Sure. And, and indeed, in 1991, that was the non-Luger program uh, to go and destroy the WMDs left over by the Russians. But the problem is, in the ensuing decade, in the 2000s, Black & Veatch Special Projects is a DTRA contractor uh, that worked with Metabiota. They actually built a number of facilities, new facilities, um, for the study of pathogens that can be used in bioterrorism attacks. And also we find out from some of these emails here that in 2016, October 2016, there was a meeting involving U.S. military officials, Ukrainian counterparts, uh, Black and Beach, and Metabiota staff uh, that worked on projects researching surveillance and diagnostics of a number of dangerous zoonotic diseases, including hemorrhagic fevers and avian influenza. Why are they doing that? What does that have to do with the old uh, Soviet-era WMD project? It sounds more like they're constructing rather than deconstructing. Yeah. Um, This is so dangerous, and and you are absolutely right um, to ask these questions. These are the questions that we should be asking ourselves right now. Really, life and death questions. Should we be involved in gain-of-function research? My answer is Absolutely not. But the the connection between Hunter Biden, Burisma, uh, and and these bio labs is equally disturbing and needs to be answered. And it also raises questions. Is that the reason why our government doesn't seem to be too concerned about researching this. I mean, you listen to them all along the last two years, and COVID was the worst thing that ever hit humanity, and it required the response that they pursued with lockdowns and mandates and all this stuff. But then when it comes to finding out where did it come from, I mean, usually when you have a calamity, the first thing is to, you know, have some sort of Pearl Harbor Harbor, uh, 9-11 commission to figure out where it came from and how to prevent it. Somehow they don't seem to be too concerned about that, And that's what it makes you wonder, are they protecting uh, high-valued individuals? Because if this was just some sort of Chinese venture with no involvement from the U.S. government, the Defense Department, and U.S. NGOs, why wouldn't they want to find out, you know, all the bad things the Chinese were doing? Um, and, And that's the question. But it seems like we have these labs in Ukraine. We have them in Georgia, which is another former Soviet Union satellite. We have them in Africa. What are we doing in them? You would have told me this a decade ago. I would have said, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. Get ahead of this. Uh, I would have thought there was nothing wrong with gain of function. But I think now we understand exactly what it causes. Daniel Horowitz, uh, podcast host, conservative review, senior editor at uh, theblaze.com. Thank you for um, raising these questions, Daniel. And uh, so you know, I stand with you 100%. God bless you. Great. Great time to be fighting with you. Take care. Thank you. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So I've been working on uh, during the break, I've been working on some rides for Disney, you know. 
because I, you know, I hey. You, I thought you were like, you know, you no longer wanted to go. You were. Yeah, un- well, I unhappy. don't, but I, maybe it can help them just make it even a more magical place. Okay. You know, so I was thinking uh, like uh, Black Lives Matterhorn bobsleds. <laughs> it works at Kyle, That one right? they may actually use. They That's do, uh, yeah. Safe Space Mountain. Mm. That could be. Mm. There are there are no turns, no twists. You're in a lit room. Oh, yeah. And you don't move. Yeah. And it's uphill. How about yeah? Um, how about Peter Pansexual's flight? Mm. Um, Walt Disney's Enchanted Equity Room. Mm. Uh, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terrorist Parents. You go in and parents are just screaming at you. Um, Dumbo, the white or the uh, right wing sycophant is I don't know. Walt Disney's caros- uh, Carousel of Oppression. Nobody sees that. How about Pirates of the Caribbean? Kind of like that one. I, I don't... Um, like great moments with Mr. Jinping. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I, all right. I was just trying to help. Weren't they just re- like legitimately saying they were going to change the name of Splash Mountain or change Splash Mountain? Oh, no. They're changing. They're getting rid of all of the Briar Patch. Because it was racist in some way? I don't remember. Song this. of the South. It's okay, based on yeah. Song of the South. Okay. Which is not a racist movie. I beg to differ. Everyone says it is. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, everybody in America does. Disney still sells the damn movie in Europe. And so it's England. okay there. It's okay there. It's mm-hmm. just bad here. You know, they don't care. No. That well, that's the people. that's the thing I I I'm struggling to understand about Disney, because there are companies who do care. Yeah. There are com- There are left wing companies that care. That care and all they want to do is be like, like Ben and Jerry's is a good example of that. Yeah. Right? Like they yeah. just they just don't like the Jews. That's just the way they're ice cream. <laughs> they just not fans of the Jews. You know, the mint chocolate chip they have does not like Jews and that's just the way they run their operation. Wow. And wow. uh that is what they stand for, right? Mm. They've been really clear about it. Uh, as clear as you could possibly be. Please don't buy our ice cream Jews. That is their stance and their new slogan, by the way. If you happen to be in a convenience store today, you'll see it on the on the on the containers. Please don't buy our ice cream Jews. I think. Wow, I, it's not confirmed, huh, but I, I, I'm right. pretty sure. That's strange. But like that is a, an ideological company that makes ice cream. Disney is Disney a an ideological company that makes children's entertainment, or is Disney? A company that wants to make a lot of money and thinks the best way to do that or to appease its own employees here in no, the United it's an States. Ideological, it's an ideological company and it always but has how can been. an ideological company that, like, for example, believes in wokeness um, among gays be expanding in Oman? Why would they be going to, uh, they're trying to expand their operation in countries that will execute you if you're gay. An ideological company wouldn't do that. They would, they're, that's putting profits over to your ideology, is it not? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm willing to surrender on that one. <laughs> Do you ever get that way where yeah, you're just oh, like, yeah. I, don't I don't really know. care don't at this point. No, it's really not on the top of my list. So you really do care about Disney, though. I do. More than literally anybody that I know. Yeah, I do. Uh, you followed it. It's been an inspiration in your life, in your career. Walt Disney, Walt Disney taught me. Walt Disney and uh, uh, Orson Welles. Were the, the guiding guys. guys of my life, That's, both good and bad. So that is a major, major part. Uh, and and to understand them now, because you went through this phase where it was 
Walt Disney with this incredible vision of a company. And and an incredible vision of I mean, it's always been an ideological company. Yeah. He he was back in the day. He was an American who thought America was a special place that had special ideas uh, and laws that made people free to dream and do. And so he built his company. That's why that's why all of those old shows that, you know, used to run around the Mickey Mouse Club time. It was always good versus evil. It was, you know, Johnny Tremaine. It was stories, Davy Crockett, stories of America. And that's what he really wanted to do. And, you know, he really wanted to shore this all up and shore the family up. I really think he saw today's America coming. Hmm. Um, He knew that the family and children, if given the proper tools and truth, would be able to navigate anything. And America would be the shining city on the hill. They've destroyed that. They don't believe that. They don't believe that anymore. They believe they'll be the shining city on a hill for another kind of flame. But it ain't truth. So after, at some point, the ideological beginnings of Disney under Walt, they fade away. And the criticism of them, when I was a kid, I feel like was was just churning out merch and crap. Correct. To to maximize the amount of money. They were just a profit machine. Correct. And internally, they started, um, as they grew bigger and bigger, they started embracing all of the leftist ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, And that infiltrated to every level eventually. And now they're they're ideologues, but they also are business people. So they bring in the cash, uh, but... Because uh, you Why are we at, still talking about this? I said I surrender. I mean, I no, really. No, I'm just I trying mean. to understand because, because <laughs> like I think like you look at their mainstream releases, right? Their big budget, you know, explosive hundred million dollar type mm-hmm. of releases. They don't go down these roads all that much. I still think a lot of them are pretty acceptable. Now, when you start looking at the stuff that they're throwing on, like the Disney Channel, and some of the stuff they're targeting tweens with, and uh, that sort of ilk of their programming, they go farther and farther and farther down these roads. Yeah, because but like parents are taking their kids to the movies and watching it mm. because they're in the dark and they're watching it with their kids. Uh, television, mom and dad generally aren't watching, right? You know. Uh, Disney Channel Online or, you know, Disney TV. They're in, maybe mom's in the kitchen doing some stuff and she'll only hear once in a while. She'll be like, wait, wait, what? What? Hang on just a second. What's happening? It's part of this too, though, that these mainstream $100 million releases are being shown in Oman, where the, the tween high school dramas they make for the Americans are not. No. They're not getting imported no. uh, to Saudi no. Arabia. So no. these big things are, and so they keep those pretty pretty safe. And that's what makes me, you know, again, I know you've surrendered on this already, but this is what makes me think they are more judging the playing surface than a hardcore ideological company. I think they are filled with a lot of hardcore ideological people, particularly in the creative side of things, as we saw in these videos this week. Always have been. But they're, ju- they're, they're not acting this way all around the world. 
they're they're acting this way because they, they seem didn't to- act this way when they were still hardcore um, hardcore ideologues for the left. They didn't act this way until they felt tide has changed. Yeah, we're now in control. Right. You'll notice all these companies are coming out and just taking their masks off. They don't. They don't care anymore. They just don't care. You will do what the big corporations say because you can't live without us. I can't wait to get to my farm so I can prove them wrong. <laughs> I am just, I'm sick of it. I'm sick yeah. of it. They are taking our children down this, this path. I mean, I, I am not sending my kids to college. I will not do really? it. Really? I will not do what it. if you could find a college and there are some that that seem to have good uh, you know good programs i'd send them to hillsdale yeah right like hillsdale is an example but that's it <laughs> there might that's be it. O- there might be others we've talked to other other uh, we yeah, talked no, to, i'm not going to you just don't want to take no i'm not taking are you gonna, any chance they're going to go on their own if they go they they pay yeah, for yeah, it on their own i mean i don't you know <laughs> you're you're 18 you can do what you want i'm not paying somebody to destroy you and to destroy everything that I have worked hard yeah. to instill in you. I have to say, I think more and more people are getting to that. Point. I hope so. I'm pretty. I'm there. I mean, I, I've always felt like the credentialism of college is completely overvalued anyway. Yeah. What do you, what do you learn? Stu, have we ever, ever, ever went, oh, well, he went to... He went to college for broadcasting. Oh, so we should listen to him. No, no. But we're in a dumb business. I got to. <laughs> no, we are in it. We are in a dumb business. Right. But are they any smarter than us? No, no. I mean, because I'm... they don't learn anything that is real. Nothing. This is stealing. I think Brian Kaplan's example here. But like if a person goes through college and they have all A pluses and on the very last day before graduation, they resign, don't show up for graduation, don't get a degree. And the next person comes through, and they get all D minuses all throughout college, but they squeak through and graduate. The vast majority of this country would hire the guy with the D minuses. Of course. Because they would say they have a degree in college. That is the dumbest. Any individual person with a sense at all could look at that situation and say obviously the person who got all a pluses throughout college is the one you should hire and yet this system is set up so that the person with the d minuses will get hired in almost all situations that's insanity that's insanity it's got to change and how many people do you know that are wildly successful that maybe went to a little college or no no college and then if they went to college they dropped out and they're like this is a waste of time yeah I mean, how many women's studies, you know, ethnic studies, uh, you know, sexual studies do I really need? Do I really need to be able to do business here? To be able to, to wait a minute, I'm working for a bank. I need women's studies for what reason? Right. No. Well, and this is, I think, a problem, too, in that you see the way... Look at the way our, our, our situation is set up right now. You have these big tech companies and they go to these fact checkers and the fact checkers ask experts to get what the, the right opinion is and then they come back and they Where present Where do they it. get those experts? Right, exactly. And this is the problem. There are no conservative gender study experts 
Now, there is obviously an argument on uh, on the conservative side for these issues. I mean, we, there's a but couple. there's no like experts. Deborah So we've talked to before, mm-hmm. and she's not a conservative, but mm-hmm. she at least has some rational thinking on this. Uh, but they've kicked her but out. But they've kicked the, her out. Yep. So when they get people who go against the grain, they kick them out. And generally speaking, a person who's conservative is not going to college to go want to study gender issues. It's just not, it's not within our interest set. But, but see, if we don't have experts... Right. At all that are ever provided when these journalists go this, to the fact checkers, this there's no one to ask. Is the problem. We have made people who have gone to college and have yeah. a degree, they are the experts, no matter what they believe, over somebody else who can maybe not go to college, but has really tracked take economics. Economics. Mm-hmm. We are going to the experts to solve inflation. The same experts that caused inflation and while us non-experts said, you can't do that, it'll inflate the money, the experts said, no, it won't. This time it's different. We said, no, it's not. Now, I don't have a degree in economics. I do have something called a brain cell. You must have none. And what happens? We go to the experts, and as it collapses because of their recommendations and their systems, they are the only ones we'll go to for the answer. That's a real problem. That's insane. That is the definition of insanity. And we've reached, I think, what I would think is the peak of this just over the past couple of weeks. One of the most highly educated people in our society about to be named to the Supreme Court and thinks... She defi- needs to go to a biologist to find out what a woman is. Yep. This is completely bonkers. Check the pants. Check the junk. <laughs> I mean, I would have even given you, I can't, hang on just a second, and then checked, you know, into her pants and went, okay, I know how to define a woman. Hmm. I would have even t- taken that, you know, a moment of hesitation, but not that answer. <laughs> <laughs> na, 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 na.